Welcome to another mini-review of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, or as I like to call it, The Winter Soldier and his friend of a friend who, who does stuff with him. Uh, um, episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. I am Mike Booch, your co-host, and uh, this mini-review is brought to you by the Politipop Podcast, the podcast where we read between the lines of our favorite pop culture media and discuss the social and political themes within. What's hilarious is that... I was uh, looking to do these mini-reviews without really talking about the, the the social and political themes behind them, but uh, <laughs> the show's doing it for me, so awesome. I get to just talk about the show and then still talk about the stuff that I love to talk about. So let's get into it. Uh, for those of you who are brand new to these mini-reviews, these are reviews in which myself and my co-host Ty... Uh, do them separately. We record these reviews before we even know what the other person thought about the episode. So it's always fun to to edit them together and then hear what he uh, thought of the episode and see how similar it was to what I thought. And also we're going to be sharing our theories and uh, and just sharing our reactions to stuff. I want to talk about a few of these characters. Uh, first, first and foremost, I want to pour one out for my man Lamar Hoskins, uh, aka Battlestar. Uh, that was that was rough. I, um, like, you know, I talk a lot of shit about the military-industrial complex anyway, but first and foremost, he just seemed to be, like, a good guy. And, you know, it was interesting to see that he said that he would take the super soldier serum in a heartbeat, whereas Sam said that he wouldn't. But, uh, but Hoskins seemed to be more of, you know, the guy who is a human first and a soldier second. You know, it was really rough to see him go out. And actually, now that I'm talking myself through it, I'm kind of fucking pissed about it. Um, sorry, I don't know if we're cursing on these episodes or not, but I'm really pissed about it because... I think in the comic books, John Walker's family dies, and that's what causes him to go off the deep end. I kind of... I'm not a fan of the fact that they introduce Hoskins just so he could be killed and make John Walker go off the deep end. They really did a great job of making you like him, at least for me. You know, he, he, I don't know, it must have been the actor. There was something about him, the way that he raised his eyebrows. I'm like, you know what? This guy's okay. He's all right. And uh, unfortunately, he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. Uh, I've been going back and forth with a bunch of people on uh, different Facebook groups all week about whether or not, you know, the Flag Smashers are terrorists or whether or not Carly Morgenthau is a good guy or a bad guy or if it's not really that black and white and I still fall on the you know the side of it's it's not that black and white uh I think that you know like she said one person's terrorist is another person's revolutionary you're gonna get pissed at Luke Skywalker for killing all of those people on the Death Star you know he had to do it he technically Luke Skywalker's a terrorist who was fighting against the the government you know the powers that be uh, so, so I still don't see Carly as a terrorist. I do see her as a revolutionary. I know that's not necessarily a popular opinion, but you know, we I think we have to stop looking at the narrative that's given to us by those who won the battles, and start looking at the narrative that's giving that's given to us by those fighting them, by those who who are the oppressed peoples. And uh, unfortunately, you know, it seems like in any revolution, blood does have to be spilled at some point. Uh, but you know, but you see that Carly, she didn't really kill where she didn't have to. You know, she took out the GRC guys in the last episode for hoarding resources uh, that we confirmed this episode. Yeah, like they said they would send those resources six months ago and people's lives are at stake here. The resources are not readily available after the blip. And, uh, you know, she did what she thought was right. Would I have done it? No, I'm more on the side of Sam uh, because 
I like how Sam went from being an Air Force dude to being an Avenger because he's kind of seeing that maybe authority isn't always right. And and I think that him being a black man in America is is a really important part of that, that he, you know, he recognizes that while he may fight for that country, that that country still has a lot of faults. And if they have faults, then so does everybody else in power. And he, you know, he's one of those people that says, like, I agree with what you're doing. I just don't agree with the way you're doing it. And, um, you know, put him in that position and then and then and then tell me uh, how you feel about it. I loved the Dora Milaje in this episode. They they were so understanding. Io gave Bucky eight hours to turn over Zemo. Like they understood. And the the Dora Milaje don't give a fuck. It was awesome. Once again, I don't know if we're cursing in these episodes, uh, but uh, but they are they are awesome. I loved when they when they showed up to Zemo's place. Um, which, by the way, if Zemo knew he had to be turned in in eight hours, maybe don't go back to that place. But you know, he in in the previous episode, he was reading a book on relationships, and it, you can really see that he is great at getting inside people's heads. And um, what did Sam say that he was going to do his little head tilt thing? Uh, there was a lot of Michael Myers going on in this episode. John Walker was tilting his head. Zemo was tilting his head a lot. But uh, but yeah, Zemo planned on on playing everyone together and using his leverage. And this shows why he doesn't believe in super soldiers. It's because he doesn't need to be one. By using his cunning and and what physical uh, strengths he already has, he's been able to outmaneuver the Dora Milaje, the Winter Soldier, the Falcon, and the new Captain America. So, like, he's good. I was surprised. You, you know, you were wondering whether or not he was going to take that super soldier serum, which apparently, I guess they just take a cap off of it and inject it into themselves. I guess that's how that works. Uh, instead of uh, going to a professional to inject it into you. I mean, Nagel's gone, but I'm sure they could have found someone. Uh, but, yeah, uh, it was awesome to see him smash the smash the, the vials of the super soldier serum because, you know, he said he said nobody should have this. And I can see that. Like, I, I can see how power corrupts and he isn't a fan of people thinking that they are better than men so uh so so i was i was into that i want to talk about bucky real quick what a rough spot to be caught and he's caught in between all these different uh factions uh it was incredible when he got his vibranium arm disconnected by io i was like oh shit <laughs> don't forget where that comes from buddy that's wakandan technology <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome at the beginning to just see what this means to him because the the Dormilaje and and Shuri and you know Wakanda they helped him uh well I guess not the Dormilaje specifically but you know Io was there to put him down in case he needed it put him in his place um they were the reason why those words no longer work they were able to help Bucky deprogram his mind and it was it was kind of beautiful at the beginning to see to see him cry and and laugh uh, and finally just feel this relief and finally get some agency back and get his power back. Uh, that was uh, that was that was pretty awesome. I want to talk about this whole super soldier thing because John Walker even says that the Dormilaje weren't super soldiers and they were able to whoop his ass. No problem. They didn't have shields. All they had was spears. And if they wanted to kill him, they definitely could have. And they they took mercy on him. You know, I think that, you know, like like Hoskins says, the super soldier serum makes you more of who you are. So now we're going to find out who John Walker really is. I think a notable difference is that Steve was not a soldier when he was given that serum. 
He was a good dude who didn't like bullies, and even if he would get his ass handed to him, he would always step up and defend what he thought was right. And that's what made him a great hero. John Walker is a soldier first and foremost. And he's, he said that he's had regrets about it, and I've, and I've talked about that too. This idea that, oh, well, if, if Carly Morgenthau kills a few people, it's not right. But then, yeah, Hoskins and, and Walker were in Afghanistan taking innocent lives. At the beginning of the second episode, the Star-Spangled Man, they even said that they were prepping a, a special ops mission in Chile earlier. So, like, I just don't understand where people are drawing their lines of, like, it's okay to kill those people because it's, uh, you know, because they're not being given orders and it's not okay to kill those people. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, you know, you're, you're on, you're on the side of one person, despite how many people they have to kill and not on the side of the other person. Uh, and I do love the nuance that they put in here because they really don't make Carly out to be a clear cut bad guy either. So kudos to the MCU for that. I'm very surprised that they went that way, especially when we see so many movies nowadays that are that are funded by the military and make it all about the military. If you've seen Godzilla vs. Kong, then you know what I'm talking about. But that's a whole different mini review. Let's see what else happened in this episode. Oh, I want to talk about Sam and uh, and how he he went to talk to Carly first, which I thought was awesome because that's now that is what Steve Rogers would do. His first resort isn't always violence. You know, Sam was like, let me appeal to the humanity in her. Let me talk to her. I know what it's like to deal with trauma and grief. I used to I used to counsel uh, vets who came back and didn't leave, you know, and came back with baggage. Uh, so so that was that was really great of him because that is what Captain America would do. You know, I know Black Widow tells Steve uh, in in Civil War, you know, she asked him, do you really want to punch your way out of this one? But that's not what Steve does. Steve, Steve appeals to the humanity of all people, regardless of what country they represent first. And then if it comes to that, uh, he'll 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 fight. And being someone who has studied martial arts and that's been a huge part of my life. I can see that, you know, we are taught that fighting should be the absolute last resort, especially when you're taught to do devastating things to the human body, when you're taught how to do that, when you're trained in those ways. So, so I really like that. And it was cool to see uh, Sam take on these super soldiers without having the serum. He's, he's proven that he can do it. I mean, he took out Call Obsidian in, in, in Endgame by impaling the dude. Like, he has his tech, of course, but he uses that tech uh, to, to his advantage. But he, he also doesn't depend on it. He was holding his own against the Dora Milaje earlier. Uh, he actually got up first when, when John Walker was knocked into him by Carly. Where was he? I don't know. But Sam got up right away and, you know, and, and, and took chase. Um, by the end of the episode, of course, we see John Walker take the super soldier. Well, we don't see it, but, you know, we can gather that's what happened. Ooh, and when you really look at the close-ups of this, you can see that blood is spattered all over him and all over his shield. You know, they made a point of that. You know, he... he, he that's, that's as Captain America as you can really be, uh, to be quite frank with you. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it, it's interesting how they still kind of tried to make him a little bit more of a, of a sympathetic character. You know, he said, we wouldn't have had to do what we did in Afghanistan if we had the super soldier serum. So like in his head, he's justifying it by saying that we won't have to do terrible things because we'll be able to prevent lives from being lost with this new power that I'll have. And, uh, 
you know, but you see that he just let it get the best of him and he and he and he took revenge on a man that was already that was already down. And there's a difference between vengeance and justice. And I really hope we see the flashback. I want to know what uh, what John had to do back in uh, back in Afghanistan. I want to know what what was that formative moment in his life. And, uh, you know, we've seen that you don't need to have the super soldier serum in order to be a, a competitive warrior. I mean, the Dormelage don't have it. They just had the training. I think the problem is that, well, John Walker, for all intents and purposes, has worked so hard his entire life to be like the best soldier you can be. You know, he just hasn't had to work as hard as other people. You know, Steve was weak and had to become strong. You know. He just, Walker, for, for all intents and purposes, had everything given to him. Even though he could do all the push-ups and, and, and throw the shield and stuff. Oh, my theory was wrong, that he had a broken form of the super soldier serum in him. Uh, so I guess that his mental issues were just his mental issues. And I hope he gets help for that, to be quite frank with you. I hope that he doesn't, that he doesn't, you know, get killed off in this series. It would be awesome to see him as an anti-hero, see him maybe as part of the Thunderbolts later on. Uh, I'd even love to see Carly leading the Thunderbolts, to be quite frank with you. Uh, last thing I wanted to talk about was Sam's sister. She had a great line that was dropped when she said, she said, that's not my Captain America. And she said, my world doesn't matter to America, so why should I care about its mascot? That was awesome. That was a great job, dropped line. Uh, the TT thing, now that I'm thinking about it, was was a little bit heavy-handed. Like, Sam could have just said my TT died. And then later on, you know, Bucky could have been like, by the way, what's your TT? And he would have been like, oh, my aunt. Like, I think I think they, they kind of made it a, a point to be like, oh, like, Sam's totally black and Bucky isn't and he, he doesn't know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but with that being said, I'm going to take it on over to Ty to see what he had to say about this week's episode. Hey, this is Ty from the Politipop Podcast reviewing The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, Episode 4, The Whole World is Watching. So this was a pretty intense episode. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of comedy in this one. It really focused on kind of the darker aspects of this series. And we got some pretty big moments. Um, we got to see the confrontation between Bucky and Io from... Wakanda, where she kind of, you know, confronted him regarding the fact that he's working with Zemo after Zemo killed T'Chaka, the former king of Wakanda. And, you know, I think it makes sense. They'd be pretty pissed off that Bucky, who they they helped, you know, the episode actually opens with showing how they helped Bucky overcome his brainwashing. They gave him a new arm, you know, set him free. And we see some great acting from Sebastian Stan. You know, he's really emotional in the scene. And, you know, he's, he's just he's laying out the waterworks as they tell him he's finally free. Uh, and for him to kind of stab them in the back a little bit here, I, I would get why they're annoyed. But, you know, he explains it's nothing personal, that he needs him for, for the mission that him and Sam are on. And they give him eight hours before they come back for him, which they will later on. Uh, and here we get John Walker again kind of confronting Sam and Bucky about Zemo. And, you know, John's getting more and more unlikable. He's, he's getting very annoyed and angry, and you can tell he's getting frustrated by the situation. Uh, you know, Steve Rogers never had this lack of, I guess, respect from people and was able to be much more effective than he's been. So that's kind of been a, you know, a point of contention for him. So, uh, you know, Sam is kind of, 
he's unsure that Carly's really evil, you know? He thinks that Carly and the Flag Smashers actually have some valid points, and he thinks by talking to them, they can kind of maybe get this taken care of without fighting. Uh, Walker does not feel this way at all. Walker wants to go straight in and just start, you know, bashing in faces. And I think Bucky's kind of on, has the same opinion as them, but he's going to back Sam on this one. Um, so they convince John and his partner, you know, Flag Smasher, uh, I'm sorry, Battlestar, to uh, to kind of just chill and let them, you know, see what they can do. So uh, we have a great scene with Sam and Carly where they're talking to each other, and it seems like they're really making headway. And, you know, Carly really isn't an evil person. I think she's, um, I think she's, you know, trying to make the best of a bad situation. And, you know, if you look at <laughs> the politics of the world, there's a lot of people that, you know, end up taking up arms because they don't know what else to do. And she's trying to help her people, a lot of different people. And, um, you know, she's kind of got her back against the wall, but she's starting to become kind of extremist. And I feel like they're, the writers do this a lot of times because they don't want to paint them as too good, right? Because there's that misconception that, you know, something like that uh, can't be the, really be the good guys in the end. Otherwise, I think people in the real world would uh, have very different opinions, especially the American government. So, um, unfortunately, John Walker gets really impatient. He rushes in and, uh, you know, Carly is, feels betrayed by Sam. And they have a fight in which she kind of beats them both up, Walker and Sam. So... Later on, uh, they're they're trying to kind of regroup, figure out the next step, and what the Wakandans come for Zemo, and they make short work of these characters. They actually remove Bucky's arm. They uh, you know they knock out. Uh, they pretty pretty much knock Walker down, and and I think this is the part that I kind of saw coming. You know, he's getting so frustrated because he doesn't have powers and he can't seem to fight anyone. He even you know I think he mutters to himself or says to. Uh, to Battle, uh, Battlestar that, you know, they're just regular people. They're not even super soldiers. And he still couldn't beat them. You know, obviously, they're they're incredibly well-trained. Uh, but, you know, the fact is that he's just so ineffective. And he's getting desperate. So um, they wind up being able to, you know, confront Carly. They, they, uh, they actually get some of the serum from her. And Zemo begins smashing them because Zemo hates that. He hates super soldiers. He hates super-powered beings so much and the big theme they keep bringing up is supremacy uh they never say white supremacy which i wish they would because they've kind of touched upon a lot of white supremacy in the early episodes which you know i mentioned especially with uh with sam kind of getting uh you know almost arrested by the police and not getting the bank loan etc but you know they keep mentioning supremacy is this this idea of being you know in charge being all powerful and zemo kind of explains it as you know all these heroes the avengers included are all created by this supremacy of powers and they can't be allowed. And, uh, you know, the serum he says is going to corrupt anyone that uses it. And, you know, Bucky makes a valid argument. Well, it didn't corrupt Steve Rogers. And Zemo says, you know, touche, but there's never been another Steve Rogers has there. And, you know, he's got a point there too. So, uh, you know, he gets to a point where he's able to smash all the serums, but I think one <laughs> conveniently, and then John Walker knocks him out with the shield with a really, Really nasty blow to the face. I feel like uh, should have had a broken cheekbone after that one, but whatever. And uh, he takes the serum for himself. You know, later he has a conversation with Battlestar about, you know, would you take the serum if you had the chance? And Battlestar says, absolutely. And so Walker does. He takes the serum so he can be more effective against these people. Um, you know, be on the same kind of playing ground. And uh, you know, we get this big confrontation later where Harley decides she has to kill John Walker to kind of make a statement. <laughs> 
and Sam and Bucky are trying to stop her from doing that, stop Sam, uh, stop uh, John from doing this, you know, fighting back and kind of defuse the situation. And we get this really intense scene where Battle uh, Battlestar is kidnapped and John, you know, being all superpowers, taking out all of the Flag Smashers and trying to find them. And Carly tries to get a jump on him and stab him. And Battlestar gets in the way, saves John's life, and dies in the process. And this just causes him to snap. Right, so he winds up murdering, uh, murdering one of the flag smashers in the middle of the street by like killing him with the shield, basically just hitting him over and over and over again. And we get this final image of the of the shield covered in blood, and people with their cameras or phones just aimed at him, everywhere. And the whole world seeing Captain America commit murder right in the middle of the street. And this is kind of the issue people have with this Captain America. You know, he's not fighting for ideals. He's fighting because he's a soldier. He's a he's a killer, and uh, he's he's more obsessed with his own personal, you know, accomplishments than actually making a difference. And I think that's the difference between him and Steve, right? Steve wasn't so much about what he could do, but, you know, how he could help people. And, uh, you know, this is, I think, going to be the final moment that Sam and Bucky realize they have to take the shield away from him. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely, you know, they're going to be forced to this to this place. And, you know, John already doesn't like them. He even makes comments about Bucky, like, oh, you've got serum in your blood. It must make it so easy to fight. You know, he's he already has a, a bitter taste for them. And, you know, I think they're at this point where they, they're going to realize they have to stop him and Carly. Because while I don't think either of them are truly evil, they're both on kind of the wrong path, right? They're killing people. They're they're kind of just doing what they have to do to accomplish their, their you know, quote-unquote mission. And, uh obviously that's that's going too far so you know action-packed episode uh very very cool stuff very dark you know the death of Battlestar. um you know we see captain america committing murder in the street it's uh it's pretty brutal so um and zemo escaped so i don't know what he's going to be up to but we got two episodes left i'm excited to see where things go and i'm hoping we have a, a really cool ending so again for the political pop podcast this has been ty and i'll see you again next week Wow, Ty, great points, great points. I, 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 I'm not sure if I saw it the same way or not, because I didn't listen to your review before recording this end of the podcast. So uh, maybe I did see some stuff similarly with him. Maybe I didn't. Well, well, you know, depends on what he said. But for those of you who listen to this mini review, thank you so much. If you want some more of us, you can listen to our episodes every Friday. We just released uh, Punk Rock Jesus last week, and we'll be doing a year in review this Friday for Ty, as he has has been on the podcast for, for an entire year. And we're just going to talk about the episodes he was on, uh, you know, his, his growth, my growth, and, and it's going to be a good time. It's going to be pretty relaxed. Uh, so you can always rate, review, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at PolitipopPod, Instagram at PolitipopPodcast. You can email us at PolitipopCast at gmail.com. And you can always find our show notes and sources at PolitipopPodcast.wordpress.com. Special thanks to all of you listeners, both new and old, and to Antonio Hava for logo design. Uh, thank you so much, and have a great week. 